Hi, I'm Jen. Hi, I'm Stephanie. And welcome to Knowledge Post College, where we talk about life in and after college. Before we get started with our episode, we'll get started with our icebreaker segment. Today's question is a bit random and a surprise. Yeah, I have no idea what the question is, so I'm excited. All right. In no particular intention, just random and curiosity. Um, showering. Are you more of a morning or night shower person and why? Wow, that's actually a really good question because, because my whole life I've actually been a night shower. And I think you know that because we live together. So oftentimes when I was showering, I was showering at night. You know, it kind of made the most sense to me. After a long day, you want to wind down, take a nice shower, and then be clean before you go to sleep. But recently, I've actually changed kind of post-grad, and I've become a morning shower. And I know that's a little shocking to and controversial to some I think I've seen online. And the reason for that actually for me is because I go to yoga in the morning. So I like to do my workout um, before I go to work. And obviously, I do hot yoga. So I like to get a nice shower in um, after I do my workout. And so I've slowly just become a morning shower, and that doesn't mean sometimes like I still shower, like body shower at night and stuff, but you know, um, I feel like for the most part, I shower in the morning now, and I, that's kind of like a shock to me too, because um, I feel like I was like a hardcore night shower person, but yeah, I want to toss that question back to you. Um, what are you, and what are your thoughts on both, I guess? Yeah, I'm I'm a night shower person. I think it's the logic of like, you know, at the end of the day, well, I always showered before I ate dinner and I still do that. And some people it's controversial. They they shower like before they go to bed. I'm mm-hmm. like I, I shower when I'm done with my day before dinner. Um <laughs> to get all that, you know, you know, the day's grossness out um mm-hmm. and relax and unwind but um I actually did some morning showers sometimes um in college and honestly I think if I could wake up a little earlier I would actually prefer to do a morning shower but like a night rinse like a quick yeah like rinse. a quick rinse yeah that's what I do I feel like um most of the time I do my like deep you know shower in the morning and you know I do like a quick body shower at night and yeah I mean honestly sometimes I skip the night body shower if it was like a light day but let's say like recently it's been like really hot outside um I actually took a shower this morning and took a shower um like after work today because and took two showers because you know um I understand the night shower it's like the whole like after a whole day it's like you're you built up like kind of sweat and like grossness so you want to wash that away and so I I mean I still have that time so I feel like I do both at times but then still usually a morning now yeah I think if I could choose I do like a morning shower and like a night rinse to get you know yeah and I, I think why I say this is that um, I don't wash my hair every day. I do it every other day because 
as I can, <laughs> um, as we should. Um, but like, it doesn't also we have my, colored hair. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean my day, my hair on day two is like good though. It's actually quite gross in my opinion. Some people are good at it. My hair isn't. I actually get kind of nasty on day two. <laughs> um, to me, people don't notice it, but I really notice it. Um, so I feel like if I did like a morning shower, like you know after I do that in the morning like when I start my day when I'm going in person to things no one can see the grossness in my opinion (laughs) that's why I actually like the morning shower it's like I get the the 48 hours of not washing my hair but then when it's time to see people over the day they don't get to see the nastiness um yeah but yeah I, I don't think I could do that because I don't wake up early unless I really have to I have to make it a routine and yeah it just makes sense also because you know like I said I work out in the morning and that's why I have like I made it more my routine to do it and I but I know you sometimes like um exercise after work you know um so it makes sense that you yeah so it makes sense for you to also like be showering at night because you're saving your like little workout for after work I do work out after work and I think the only reason why I would shower in the morning sometimes in college it's because, like, we used to stay up until, like, 5, 6 a.m. I did that, so too. Yeah. I was, like, already up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then also, it's, like, I remember, like, taking showers before going to finals or, like, midterms was really helpful because um, staying up super late, I, like, you know, caffeine and lack of sleep, it can only, you know, push you so much. So I remember, like, taking a cold, nice shower sometimes just really wakes you up and gives you that boost of energy before going to take a test yeah 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 I think that's also the same logic like before I go to work especially um after my workout one I'm kind of dirty after my workout but two it also like really wakes me up um to get my day started so yeah it's interesting that is a good question and it's funny that we're actually opposite now (laughs) Because we used to be both night showers. And I remember that because we both lived together. So I remember we would take turns, like, showering at night. Um, Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, now that we're done for our icebreaker, um, let's just kind of catch up and see how we've been up to in the last couple of months, whether that's our personal or career. Yeah, um, let's see. Last month was March, and I had a couple a couple life events, but I think the biggest change for me, um, Jen already knows, so this is just sharing it more publicly, is that I ended up leaving my first role post-grad, and I started a new Ooh. job. And as we both did, but I think yours is super recent. Like, mine was in January. Yours was literally in April. And so, yeah, this week. So, super exciting. Like, um, now we're kind of, like, both on the same, like, chapter, I guess. Like, um, a new job post-grad after, like, our first big girl job. So, how have you been? How's it so far? Spill all the tea. yeah it's crazy because it's like not even just like quitting and then jumping to a new role like there's so many stages that go in between that that I don't think I really thought about until actually going through it myself like um thinking about how to share the news to people your close circle and then having to share the news with your team (laughs) like I I 
never researched how to do that until now. And um, sharing the news with your manager and your team and then the emotions that come after um, was very, very bittersweet for me. And um, I guess I liked my situation more than I I myself knew because it was really bittersweet for the last um, three weeks and then preparing to wrap things up and wanting to do a lot of things before I go in a way it felt like I was like well I mean that that's actually really dreary to say like you know (laughs) my presence my projects um, might die with me but I really didn't want them to die with me so I was like really pushing things forward Um, and then learning how to you know I guess say goodbye and try to keep in touch with people and then the emotions that come with starting a new role and thinking like did I make the right choice um what if it doesn't go well um what if I boomerang back like I was just thinking a whole bunch of emotions that I really did not think about because yeah when I was searching it was just like all right I'm gonna leave and then I'm going to start a new place. But it's so much more than just those two things. But with that being said, I think everything ended in the way, the best way it could have been. Um, I was able to see a couple people in person, um, which was great before I, I truly like um, had my last day. And then uh, my first week at my new role definitely has that whole overwhelming load of information and imposter syndrome. But everyone's been really, really nice and welcoming. Um, much more than I could have imagined. So it's been good. I guess one thing I kind of hear, oh, as I interject, one Mm -hmm. thing I do Mm kind of regret is that I was thinking like, I'm not going to be going on a trip um, in March. And I really wanted to push forward a couple of my projects um, that I just couldn't let go of. So I ended up staying till like the Thursday before my, my new role and I really only had a three-day weekend to myself. And I kind of wish I, like, left more time to myself, like, a week. Yeah. That was actually, that you stole my thunder. Like, that was my question to you, actually. So um, I know when you quit your job, you only had, like, around three days before to rest before your new job. And that was completely kind of different for me I, where I had, like, a couple weeks before – Um, I started my new job and so I just kind of wanted to know your experience like do you think that was a wise choice like would you recommend that why did you only leave three days for yourself and yeah just kind of like how you went about that situation and how you ended up with like three days of rest before you started your new job yeah great question I think um in my case, I was like, well, I'm not going to be going on a trip um, in March. And also, I had some pretty big projects like implementing technology and automation that I just couldn't really let go of uh, that I really wanted to see as close as I can before I leave. I ended up staying for, you know, literally just right three days before my new role and um I here I'm thinking like my last week is going to just be saying final goodbyes right because yeah that's what I thought it'll just be saying final goodbyes like I'll do the automation stuff for two weeks and a half and then the last few days it'll just be chill goodbyes but it wasn't really like that something I realized is that um and I'm not going to generalize it's just my experience but like 
people in the professional world may just try to find the best use of you before you leave. And I don't think it's always out of bad intention. It's more so like, oh my gosh, like he or she is leaving and like, you know, what do I need to know from this person before they leave? Like, what do I need to know? So they have a ton of questions for you. And then I ended up having like a ton of work on my last week. It was actually not as chill as I thought it'd be um, because the last minute questions just pop up and maybe people get kind of like worried, like so-and-so is leaving. So what do I need to know from this person? And then they end up building like a shit ton of questions for you. So in the future, I would just leave a week to myself. Um, even if I'm not doing anything, if I'm not going on a trip, I think it's just good to leave a week to yourself or maybe half a week because I only had a three-day weekend and like one day more for the weekend is not that much more. And um, I also wanted to hang out with like um, some friends. So I want to hang out with people, but I should also give myself some time to myself before starting a new role. And I feel like I ended up doing like half and half, but it would have been nice to have like, you know, if I had seven days, like half the week to hang out and then the rest of the week to just do nothing and like fully be, I guess, relaxed (laughs) before starting any role. Because I feel like for me, I was just chasing against time. Yeah. Yeah. So I think for me, like, I agree, like, I had more time before I started my new job. And so I personally think that was a really smart choice, um, just for me at least, because um, it helped me kind of take my mind off of like work and like kind of have my conclusion on my first big girl job for what it was and then mentally prepare for the new job. And I think it helped with like not being so burnt out before I start even start my new job. Um, you know, like, that's what I mean by like having my conclusion from the first big girl job, you know, like take it all in for what it was, and kind of leave the whole experience for what it was, and then take that time for myself to rebuild, um, and kind of do all the things that I enjoy, um, and didn't really get to when I didn't have the free time to do everything, and then really have a clean slate for when I start my new job. And so I was wondering, like, if that was hard for you but it seems like um you did it all for the right reasons like you know you wanted to implement everything and you know hand off the project the best that you can so I think if that's something that's like valuable and like a priority for you it makes sense that you kind of prioritize that and only like left three days but I do think like as a friend I wish you had more time um, to relax before you started your new job because like you mentioned it would have been nicer right to just have that time for yourself before you um, went to the next job but it's more like it, it would have been better but you still had that three days to um, have for yourself and I think people are different you know I think some people say it's okay like they could totally go to a new job right away and some people like are like like me where they're like oh they want like a couple days or a few weeks off before they go into a new job and it's it is interesting to hear all these different perspectives and I do hear all these different perspectives because it's interesting like a lot of my friends um because they're all similar in age 
once they hit their one year mark, similar to me, they all start a new job. So these are kind of conversations that we talk about a lot. And so it is, it is interesting that I wanted to hear from you because I think me and my other friend were like, oh no, we would definitely take like a lot of days off before we start a new job. And that's what we did. But we do have other friends where they were like, no, we want to start a new job right away. Either whether that was for like financial reasons, like they can't have a few days off, um, because they need to pay rent or like pay utilities, you know, they have to like, they don't have the leisure to take days off or it's just that they don't mind. Like they want to hand off the projects and make sure they're on like good terms with everything before they leave. So I think it really just depends for sure. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think to what you said, like also it's a privilege as well. Um, I like for my new place, I actually knew about a month actually before actually starting. So you know, two weeks notice out of courtesy, but then the third week, um, really up to me. But then I know some places you only get two weeks before you have to start. So like, I was lucky enough to have had, you know, a month before actually having to start and also like, yeah, financially, um, also a privilege, you know, to make decisions like this. But um, I'd be curious, you know, with the whole like great resonation and everything, um and especially when I shared that I was leaving um everyone was like why why are you leaving like everyone at my workplace was asking like why why are you leaving or like you know um in my personal life as well I mean some people who were closer to me knew that I was looking around but the big question is like the why and um I do know that like people our age it's like pretty common to not stay in your first role that long yeah Uh, but then to other people um it's like well that's such a short amount of time a year that's true yeah um or a year and a half I personally feel like a year and a half or a year is like pretty average for for young people but then I kept getting the question like so many times maybe because I work with older folks Um, so I am curious you know um yeah what was it like when you shared that you were leaving was it like um okay like congrats um wish you the best of luck or was it like everyone was like why why are you leaving well yeah that's such a great um question and I think when you were sharing like the whole year and year and a half like that's short to some people but I my question to you well just like just a question in general not really without an answer is what even determines like a short period of time you know like who determines that you know is one year too short um and then what how many years is considered too long I feel like it's all very subjective especially nowadays and um like you mentioned I also feel like you know one year a year and a half is almost pretty like a decent amount of time like maybe but maybe we're thinking in our generation kind of like you know gen z perspective on things um especially because like like i mentioned me and my friends once we hit our one year mark it was actually funny like the same month i think four of my friends including myself all got new jobs and it wasn't like um we influenced each other or we were both we were all like talking about it i think we were all kind of like slowly looking for it um just like quietly without really sharing and then suddenly when we met up we're like I got a new job oh my gosh no way I got a new job and then I think we we influenced another one of our friend in our friendship um in our friend group because all three of us got new jobs she kind of almost felt like pressure to look around but it worked out well because she ended up in a company that she actually really wanted to work for for a long time and so 
I don't know. It's just like, I feel like the amount of period is just very subjective and really different. And especially our generation maybe has a different perspective on things um, than different generations. And going back to your original question, like how did people react? um, I think it was more so like more supportive, which I appreciate. Um, And I feel like that's why I had like a great time and experience like going into my new role and then also having my conclusion at my previous role um so I think for me it was almost like a happy ending like wishing our wishing each other the best and like um like saying our final goodbyes and yeah like luckily it wasn't too bad of an experience and I hopefully take that with me when you know um other things like similar to these experiences pop up later on in my career um but yeah, like how was how was your final goodbyes? I know that was pretty recent for you. For me, I kind of had to like think back, like, oh my gosh, I don't really remember. Like maybe I'm saying things and like it wasn't exactly how it went, but I think like when I look back, it was like a positive um experience, like nothing too awkward or bad. Like it ended nicely. And and if anything nowadays, like I still catch up with like my old coworkers or I did talk to like my old manager a couple months ago, you know, like sometimes you do catch up at times. So yeah, like how was your experience? Um since it was pretty recent, it's like pretty fresh in your head. So I wanna know how that went up for you. Yeah, it was bittersweet, um in one word, but I think uh, mostly good. And it was also kind of like difficult in a sense that um, people are just curious by nature. So it was a lot of like, oh, no, you're leaving. Why are you leaving? Like, did we do something wrong? And it's just like, no, like, you know, I don't know, you know, like what to say. Um, Really, it was just my opportunity. My current opportunity was just really, really exciting and something I couldn't give up. But then it was then people are always curious so then it's like oh when did you start looking and like these are questions I don't really want to answer, answer. Mm-hmm. but you know it's like hard because when people ask you you know you don't know what to say so I realized yeah, I should prepare how to answer these questions moving forward that is true or it's like where are you going next and like initially I wanted to keep it low-key until like my final week um yeah but then one person found and everyone kind of finds out (laughs) so yeah I mean like everyone was like congratulating of me like you know like wish you the best in your you know next role or in endeavors and you know feel free to keep in touch and then I had some like in-person lunches with a couple people or coffee and I my role was like 95% remote like I only just started to go back in office and then we stopped and then in March, we only started to go back in office for like one week before we stopped again. So I really did not meet my coworkers in person or have lunch with them. And I was having like my first lunches with some people or first coffees. And it was like, man, I would to, you know, get to know each other sooner because like, you know, we had really good combos. Mm-hmm. Um, but with, with all said and done, it's like, you can always like find time to catch up in the future. It doesn't mean like, you know, you it's have over. to stay in the yeah. same org to like, you know, build a relationship um but yeah yeah. but I would say um being in the same org or company definitely gives you that push to stay in touch you know um and that actually leads me to the question I had like we were kind of talking about you know 
saying our final goodbyes, having our last catch-ups. But how do you think, now that you've both kind of left the company, how do you plan on staying in touch with the people that you have? Like, do you want to stay in touch? How do you want to go about that? Or And how did you say kind of like your final goodbyes to the people um, that you wanted to reach out to before you left? So it's just kind of like a, you know, a lot of questions, but like regarding like final goodbyes and how to um, maintain a good relationship with people you want to. Yeah, so for the people that, like, I'm just generally close to and wanted to say goodbye, I sent out, like, an email and, like, kept my personal email and LinkedIn um, to stay in touch. For the people that, like, I'm, like, intermediately closer to, um, I, like, asked them out for coffee that the three weeks I knew, you know, I was going to go or lunch, something, like, more one-on-ones, and then for the people that I really, really want to keep in touch with, I, like, gave them – well, we did the catch-up, and I also gave them, like, a little gift or, like, a, you know, thank you card or something. And how do I plan to keep in touch moving forward? Um, something I like to do on the holidays, in particular Thanksgiving or Christmas, but, like, I think this works for any holidays or even, like, no holidays, honestly. I don't think you have to do holidays, but holidays helps me kind of just remember. For all my past managers or people that – have just helped me in life um I kind of just like keep a list of people that I want to keep in touch with and I would just write them like a thank you email on Thanksgiving or like on Christmas um just ask them like hey how's it been wishing you and your family warm holiday seasons I I let them know like a sentence or two how I've been in my professional life and then I ask them how they've been in their professional life not everyone replies but I would say people do the ones that, um, you know, truly had a, you know, positive impact both ways. And sometimes people actually don't read their emails. I'm not even offended, but that's how I plan to keep in touch um, moving forward. Yearly emails approach. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good tip. Like keep a list of people and their emails, like who you want to keep in touch with. And I know you said it doesn't have to be a holiday, but I think it does definitely help that it's a holiday because it might be like really random, like happy Monday on a random, you know, but like if it's like a holiday, it's kind of like an excuse. And it's always nice, you know, sometimes the holiday season can be a little lonely at times because maybe not everyone has a family or not everyone has like um, people that like reach out to them. So I feel like having even one person, um, another person reach out, like maybe they've kind of forgotten about you, but like, because you reach out to them, it's like a nice refresher. And it's like, who doesn't want to feel appreciated and reminded on a holiday, you know? So that is a very good um, tip to people. But it seems like you kind of have a question. (laughs) Yeah, no, I was just something to just share. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think for, like, my closer, like, circle, like, managers and, like, people I've spoken to more regularly, those I don't mind hitting up, like, just randomly throughout the year. But, like, I think the Thanksgiving and Christmas are for the people that I'm more generally close to, weaker ties, just but cool people I still want to keep in contact with. And I actually wanted to share, um, I did this on Thanksgiving or Christmas. I can't remember when this woman got my email. I split the groups in half because I I can't do them all in one day (laughs) Um, but I wrote to this woman and um, she actually replied and I have only spoken to this woman like I think once or twice like really not often but she was cool and I wrote to her and she actually replied to my email 
because people love feeling appreciated and it's exactly it like made her day and then she told me if I ever have questions about careers at so-and-so feel free to reach out and I don't like asking people for things especially people I don't know like it it took me a lot to learn that you have to ask for things in life Um, but because she left her door open when I did see something interesting at this place, I reached out to her, and that's actually how I got my current role. Um, yeah, she so made it's an also like networking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was yeah. a weak tie, so quoting my comm class, um, weak ties leads to opportunities. But that's it. And who said communication majors are useless? That's another topic. You know, we yeah. get pooped on for our major, but I think. I really liked our major. But anyways, um, I actually wanted to go back to a different question that I think kind of came up a little while ago, but I don't think both any of us kind of really answered this question. But um, obviously, when we're leaving our first job or any job, the question that everyone asks, even in the interview is the typical, why are you leaving your current job? So I wanted to ask you, like, how did you go about answering that question? Yeah, great question. I actually wanted to ask you that too, because um, it's interesting how like your friends, like like four of them, you told me like all switched. <laughs> and like, I think for me, it's actually a good mix half and half. Like I was catching up with some friends and like some of them are currently still looking or just switched. Um, and some of them are actually really happy where they are and don't see themselves leaving for quite some time. So mm-hmm. it's actually like, yeah, it's interesting. Like what, wh- how do you decide like, you know, when to start, you know, looking or should I even apply type of thing. But why did I leave? What do I, how do I answer that question? I think it goes along with like the opportunity itself to learn and grow, um, that I'm happy doing what I'm doing. But um, with this opportunity, I get to do and learn X, Y, and Z, which I didn't have the opportunity to do in my current role. Um And two, uh, I was pretty strategic about where I was applying to. um, And it was like places I was looking up to for a really long time, like places that had missions that kind of inspired me and that I wanted to be a part of. But the third reason I give, and I usually give this actually later along the lines in like round three or four after I've met some people. And if I had really good interactions with these people, then it's the people too. And I could say that's actually really true for my current role because um, it was actually a hard decision to make to leave. Uh, I know, like, I've been telling people, you know, I'm interviewing. So people are like, okay, if you get it, then you're going to take it. But when I finally got the opportunity, it was actually really hard for me to make the decision to to leave, uh, to take the opportunity. And um, I remember I wrote emails to everyone, thank you emails, and the current team I'm on people not only responded, they responded to my thank you emails with paragraphs worth of answers. And that just really showed me that these people are very thoughtful and welcoming and that I want to be a part of this team. Um, So I actually shared that um, these three reasons um, during my interview. The first few rounds, I didn't talk about the people because I didn't even know the people yet. That'd be kind of weird and stalkery um, to say that like, yeah, I love this team so much and I haven't even met them yet. The yeah, first that sounds reasons, more like fake if you like yeah. say I love the people and it's like how do you even know <laughs> yeah the first two reasons it's like the opportunity itself um to learn and grow and do things that I wasn't able to do in my current role and then two um at a place whose mission aligns with me and then the third reason that comes later along the line is the people and this is actually how I make 
career decisions. Um, but what prompts you to even start looking in the first place? That's actually an even more interesting question to ask, right? Um, and I think it's when you're in a situation where you feel like there is more out there for you to learn. Like, I liked what I was doing, but I always felt like there might be even more that I can grow and learn. I just felt like I was not, you know, maximizing uh, my my capacity to learn. And I just wanted to see what else was out there. Yeah, I totally understand where you're coming from. And those are all great points um, to that question. And similar to you, um, I got that question asked a lot, whether that's like in the personal, you know, life, like my friends asking me, or whether that was in a professional interview, um, like asking me, why are you leaving your current job? And why did you start applying to new jobs? Or like, why are you applying to this job? And my kind of professional answer was that, and it's still true, is that the reason why I'm leaving or wanting to look for different opportunities is because I really value learning and growing kind of similar to what you were talking about. And I think that as much as I love my current job, um, I do think that the kind of growth and learning um, reached its potential or reached its kind of maximum potential. And um, I love to, I kind of saw this opportunity and um, although it has similar tasks that I think I'd be great at and be able to utilize my skills, I still think that there was other tasks that like I would be really learning, loving to learn. And that kind of caught my interest. And so that's kind of the reason why I'm searching. And I think one um, to take away in that like professional um, kind of question is like that you shouldn't, whether it's like you have a good or bad experience in your current company, I think you should always never talk bad about your current company um, and kind of, I actually didn't. So like, I wasn't lying when I said that, but I think if it, if there's a tip that I can give is that you should never talk back about bad about the current company that you're working at and kind of give the reason of like why you want to um, work for them or like why you're looking for a new job. So kind of for me, like I focused on the learning and growing aspect. And that was honestly true. I felt like um, for me and my past job, I was, you know, at first I was like learning and growing a lot, but I think it really reached its max and I was kind of doing the same thing. It became kind of a routine, just mundane. And like um, as much as I, really enjoyed it for the most part I felt like I had so much more that I can learn and grow in this especially time in my life um, where I'm just starting off my career and I just want to really be able to like get a grasp of like everything that I'm interested in too and like you have to like learn to see what you're good at or where your interest is at you know and so um, that's kind of the reason why, I'm, why I was looking and that's kind of what the answer that I gave. And it was interesting that you mentioned like all of my friends leaving and then so, like some of your friends leaving and some of them staying and how some of your friends actually really love their job. And um, um, to that point, actually, um, so like I mentioned before, like a lot of my friends were like switch jobs without telling each other and then when we met up we're like oh you got a job I got a job that's kind of how it became but like I said before there was this one um friend that actually wasn't searching and she got influenced by us and she actually was also like pretty relatively happy with her job it wasn't really thinking about switching um until kind of like we inspired her to we didn't push her to but I think she like 
um, when she heard that we have all these new opportunities, kind of like the great resignation and like, you know, more jobs than people. So it's a great opportunity right now. Um, but I tell her because like, she was kind of like, oh, asking me like why I was searching and kind of tips and stuff. But I think the best time to start searching for a new job is actually when you're happy in a job. And I think that's because when you're happy in a job, you're not necessarily wanting to leave because just to leave, you know, you just want to get the next opportunity you can just to get out of the place you're at. But I think when you're happy, you get to see a bunch of different options and like, you get more um, resources, I guess, to kind of do your like pros and cons and really weigh out the benefits and everything that you can. And it kind of allows you to have a clear head when you make your next opportunity choice. And so my thing for her was it's not a bad thing to like look around and see what other options you are and if anything maybe you go on a search and think you know what the company I'm at is actually really great for me and I was happy before but now I'm happier staying here or you can start searching and actually end up in a company that you actually always wanted to but you just were happy in your job and you just decided not to look around you know you just don't know and that's kind of how she went about it like she just started looking because we, we got new jobs and she was like, you know what, I'm going to start looking around, even though she was happy with her job. And then she ended up becoming even happier because she got the job that she at a company that she really wanted to. And so I think the great tip is honestly, like when you're happy, you should just look around and see what other options there are. You know, it's not a bad thing to look around. Um, so that's just my tip. What are, What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think I totally agree with that. Um, the best time is actually when you're not looking, um, well, when you're, when you're not like, you know, hating your current situation, because <laughs> you really get to kind of outweigh your options with a level head. Um, instead of jumping into something to run away from a situation only to hate the next situation, like that would be sad because then you're going to have to search again and like, exactly, you know, going through rounds of interviews, like that's a whole process in itself. Um, and I agree. It's like at the end of the day, like going on the search doesn't mean you have to make the jump. But it could be just to get more interview experience. It could be just researching how much, you know, money you can get actually like salary wise in comparison to your current salary and also networking. Like, you know, the people you meet during interviews, you can stay connected with them on LinkedIn. And I just think that the best time to search, as you said, is actually when you're happy in a role. Um, but yeah, and it's, it's so interesting because like during this time, I mean, I, the past year and a half I've had, you know, ups and downs and I can say, um, I've been the most level headed <laughs> the past half year. And I think that also led to better, um, better opportunities that came my way. I don't know how, but I somehow ended up like getting like a ton of companies that I actually was really interested in, in February. Like, the one I'm at right now, is, it was intentional. Um, but then there was one that came at my inbox on LinkedIn that I didn't was not, I didn't even think about. Um, and because I wasn't super stressed in my day job, um, because I was at a pretty good level head, um, going into these interviews, I just felt more carefree, too. I think, you know, on the days I wasn't feeling super happy. Um, and if I were to go on an interview, like that stress kind of boggles down. And when people ask you like why you're leaving, 
you might accidentally share something you probably shouldn't have shared about your day to day. So yeah, I agree. I think the best time is when you're not looking and it never hurts to know what your options are. Yeah, exactly. And um, as you talked about it, that popped another question that honestly relates to what you were talking about. And it's that, okay, now that we've kind of talked about job searching and all this, like we got new jobs, but I know that we both kind of had different options um, before we switched into the role that we did. So I want to know, how did you go about weighing out the different options that you had? And how did you end up in your current role? Yeah, great question. So when I was making a decision in March, and I feel like I was in such a privilege to be in this situation that I probably never thought I'd be in. (laughs) Um, So my option one was stay at my current role. Um, And the pros were like, you know, I'd gotten to know this team for a year and a half. Um, I know who my go-to people are. Um, I know what to work on. I know the systems. And like my pay was pretty good. Um, yeah, the benefits were pretty good too. And it was an SF. (laughs) Yeah. And also I never really had to negotiate that much because I had a really supportive management that always gave me the best deal, which was great. Um, but then the cons, right. I just felt like there's so much more out there for me to discover and learn and grow myself. And not that I wasn't growing there. I just felt like I could have done even more. Um, and then, okay, option two, my current situation, um, pros, the role itself, the opportunity, a place I've been looking up to, um, in the team option number three, this was a role that was actually much higher level. And I don't think I would have applied for this myself in all honesty. This is the one that reached my inbox and it was for a manager level role. And, um, When I was interviewing, I was actually quite intimidated and I really didn't think I was going to get it. I tried my best, obviously, and like pushed my best self out there. Also big growth opportunity, very similar to my interests, actually. So it wasn't even like an outlier. Somehow got the role. I question, but I digress. (laughs) And it was higher pay in my current situation. And I think different people will give you different advice. Um, Some people were kind of upset that I chose lower pay. Uh, But at the end of the day, it's my life and I make the decisions for my life. Um, I mean, that's kind of why I asked you the question, right? Like people have different opinions on how to pick the right job for you. And that's super subjective. So like for you, obviously you had these different options and like um, obviously this other one had a higher salary, but you didn't take it. So like, kind of walk us through like what was kind of the most important for you then and how did you go about making that choice because like I know you were like some people didn't enjoy like like your choice but obviously that's kind of why I'm asking you like everyone has such different opinions on what the right job for them is you know yeah some people were quite upset I will you know like role title was higher at option three money was more um but I think my process for making the decision that I made and I actually came up with this framework which I found on the internet so it's not even mine I just can't quote where it's from <laughs> but um no. these are not in hierarchy actually they all matter they're the same value level for me but the first thing is like leadership so who am I rolling under do I see this person as someone I can learn from do I feel supported by this person and is this 
someone I want to be like one day. And at both places, honestly, like the leadership was quite good. Um, both impressive, both people I can learn from, but I will say at my current situation, I just felt slightly my gut feeling closer to this leader. And maybe it's because I came by, you know, introduction of the person that I wrote to in Thanksgiving, maybe because I liked her and I just feel like, well, if I liked so-and-so, whoever she's friends with must be a good leader too. Maybe it's that biasness because at option three, I didn't know this person at all and I didn't have any mutuals with this leader. So who knows if this is actually someone really amazing. I don't know. Right now she seems amazing, but I don't know. But for the other, my current situation, um, I do know someone who knows this person and I trust that person. And then number two I look for is the role itself, like what opportunities are out there in this role. And both of them had great um, opportunities. My current one um, is more um, iterating and optimizing and improvements of programs. And then option three was more building, pioneering. Um, building from the ground up. So different opportunities, but both great growth opportunities. And the last thing, people, and I will say people actually made the biggest factor <laughs> in finally like making that decision over the higher salary. And it's that I write thank you emails to everyone I speak to at the end of an interview. Some people think it's old fashioned. I still No, you should it. definitely do it. I do that too. I think it really adds the push, you know? Yeah, because you never know. You don't know yeah. what other people are doing. What if you're the only one who does it? But exactly. I, yeah, I do it. And um, at the higher paying place, some people responded, some didn't. And at the current situation, everyone responded. And like, it wasn't even just like, thank you for this email, Stephanie. Like they responded in paragraphs of like, you know, things. It was just so thoughtful. Um, and it wasn't something I felt like, they could have just copy and pasted or did in a minute. Like they actually sat down and thought about how to respond to my emails. And I just thought to myself, like, wow, like this team is so welcoming and just the attention to detail and thoughtfulness that I just have such a good feeling about um, this place. And that's how I made the decision. There actually was option four, which I didn't really get an offer from. And like people were actually mad at me for not sticking it through the interview process, but I already had two options presented in front of me and I had to make a decision to sign in a week. And I know that option four at least needed two more weeks. And I'm not about, some people are controversial and I actually know people who do this and I'm not judging them, but there are some people who actually will sign, go through the interview process for other places and then take back, like cancel hey, their I contract. Hey, I don't think that's bad. I don't think to that's bad. Fair. Yeah, my own brother, um, he actually started a new job. He was two weeks into it, and it wasn't like he was interviewing during. He actually got a call back from an interview that he just thought, like, he didn't, he just never got. Um, and then it was more of a better opportunity for him, and so he just had to take it. So I think, you know, there's different situations, and I don't think where anyone should judge anyone else's um, opportunities and how they go about it. But I do understand, like, um, for you, like, you just wouldn't go about that way. And I understand, like, I feel like that's pretty reasonable too. But I also don't understand why your friends would get mad at you for not sticking through it, you know? It's like, it's kind of your choice. Yeah, some people were kind of upset at me, but like... That's interesting to me. I feel like, I feel like for me, because I, I don't know, I'm like, well, I have so much like growth and learning opportunity and leadership and people and like the other options. Like I just, 
you know, I don't really need to like, exactly. at, at this point, like, I just don't think like, yeah. you know, I need to stick it through for this other place. Yeah. And also like, um, I was just thinking long-term, like, I feel like I really care about relationships and because one of them, I did get like a introduction. I don't want to accept something that someone I trusted who trusted me and then only to kind of like take it back. So yeah. 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 I feel like there's multiple factors that go into it. But yeah, salary, what really for me was more important than salary was my gut feeling about the team. <laughs> um, as cliche as that sounds, um, it was the gut feeling about the people I would be working with. Cliche for a reason, right? Yeah. 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 Actually, for me too, I was kind of going back and forth on um, the current role that I have and the other kind of opportunity um, um, and offer that I got. And I actually remember kind of talking to you about it because you were actually in LA when I um, was making my last emails. Um, but basically, um, I think the two choices kind of was, honestly, oh, it broke it down to like similar to you. Um, but the other job that I did end up taking, it was kind of more of a company and maybe like the... I was more looking for but I think for me at this time of my life I was really looking for the learning and growth part of it and so I ended up working in my current role which is actually a startup versus um, the other role, role was more of a corporate and it kind of had more like roles and systems um, kind of had some more like roles and systems and so um, the reason that I chose the one that I did is because like I said, I value like learning and growth. And I really felt like I was getting that from um, this role that I ended up taking. And then also the people like you mentioned, and leadership is super important. Um, I went through the other the, the other one that I didn't end up taking um, throughout the interview process. Um, I think the leaderships, I think, so I was mentioning kind of like, the importance of work-life balance for me and how I kind of do go about that. So I was kind of talking about different hobbies that I utilize to have my work-life balance. And I was kind of showing that as a way that like um, a way how I like to manage myself in different hobbies to make sure I'm not burnt out um, when going through work. And so when I kind of mentioned that, I remember one of the leaders was like, oh yeah, work-life balance is important, but at the same time, work-life balance isn't actually a thing, right? Like, it doesn't exist. And I was like, that's a red flag for me because um, I get it. Like, maybe, you know, sometimes work is busy and obviously work-life balance isn't always super easy to attain. That's true. But I don't think that it doesn't exist. And so um, I thought that was a really big red flag for me. And also, I think um, you mentioned to me personally, but it, it's not something that you mentioned um, um, in this call but um I remember you said like scheduling interviews was also like when they're like kind of sporadic or like um they don't get back to you after a few weeks like that's kind of what happened to me in the um job that I did end up taking I actually went to like went through like four or five 
I think rounds of interviews and each time or not each time but like some of the times I like just thought I got ghosted for a little bit and then they kind of come back to you and be like oh actually you didn't get the role but here like there's this next interview that you need to do and then it's like oh I thought I like thought I didn't get it but I guess this is another interview and then you just kind of go through it and I was like okay it kind of just shows like maybe they're not as organized um as a system and I feel like that's also kind of a clue that you should look for look out for and and so like at the end of the day like I kind of weighed my options and I both but I actually didn't see all the benefits and salary for the role that I didn't end up taking. So I actually didn't know the salary. Maybe it was higher. Maybe it was lower. Who knows? Um, But I feel like my heart and kind of my gut feeling was saying, go with the startup, go with the role that I have. And so I ended up making my decision. And then I let the other role know, like, as much as I love the experience and blah, blah, blah. Like I ended up going for a different role. And I remember I actually wrote the email when I was with you and and they were like, oh, but you don't want to see the options. Like maybe our benefits and blah, blah, blah is so much better than the other other ones. You're like, or like, can can you let us know what we can improve so that you can change your decision? Um, and they were kind of going strong about it. And I was like, you know, maybe other people would have um, seen the benefits and salaries and maybe negotiated so that like they have, they give you a better pay and maybe go with that. And I think that's like, honestly, that's another decision that you can do. But I think for me, my heart was already set and so there wasn't kind of like budging it or going um around it like no matter better benefits or pay I just wouldn't have budged and so I had to make an uncomfortable email like I think once or twice about like you know as much as I like I would love to stay in touch and like thank you so much for the opportunity but I already decided that I'm going to go with the other role and um if this opportunity like maybe in the future like I'd be a better fit for this role or a different opportunity in that company. But yeah, that's kind of, you know, you, I also think like um, more for me was like the learning and growing aspect, the company culture, leadership and people that really put the biggest factors into why I'm in the current role that I am. And um, while I'm talking about this, I mentioned that I had to um, write that uncomfortable email of like, you know, kind of rejecting the um, role that you interviewed for. And I know that's something similar to what you had to go through. So if anyone else is also going through that, I want to ask you, like, what are some tips to go around um, kind of rejecting a role that maybe you interviewed for and maybe they thought that you were super excited for this role. And so it comes kind of like as a shock for them, which is understandable, right? So how did you go about kind of like rejecting the role? Yeah, all great points. I didn't want to interrupt you, but all great points. Taking it a step back, you mentioned about scheduling. Mm -hmm. I actually think scheduling shows a lot about um, company culture. Not that like we're super nitpicky on scheduling, but it in a, to me it shows how intentional you are about wanting this person to join your team, in my opinion at least. And it, it shows like mm-hmm. a first impression almost. And this isn't even an option I listed because I don't consider this an option at this place where they would schedule me and then they asked for an assignment um, and they never got back to me and I reached out. Um, I was told I'd hear back next week, never heard back for a month heard back again only to do another 
assignment and I was yeah, like it's just like so confusing I was like bro I talked to so many people did one assignment this is not some high level role I'm done here <laughs> um, you clearly don't really want me as much as I you know you say you do because if you do it wouldn't have been like this in my in my opinion personally but um I digress back to back to the question um how do you go about rejecting an offer that was tough um that was tough and I think because I actually really like the leader that I was speaking to for the higher paying place too. So when I shared the news that I had made my mind uh, on an option already and that um, I'm probably going to go with it, they did the same thing. They asked me, well, like, how much are, you know, how much do you want? We can match or offer better. You know, how can we make this work out? And then I said, I'm pretty, you know, firm on my decision. <laughs> um, and this was just to the recruiter. And she told the manager, I actually really like the manager. And I wrote her an email and she wanted to talk to me on the phone. But I told her, like, we can we can talk on the phone, but I'm pretty firm with my decision. And she called me still, which is fine because I, you know, I did like talking to her. And that was like the toughest phone call. <laughs> like it, no mm. one prepares you for these things. Um, I didn't know I had to prepare for these things. Like I'm telling you, like, it's not just like I resign, I start a new job. Like there's so much that goes in between that no, goes that's unspoken. Why I ask, you know, that like, goes unspoken. That, like we had to experience firsthand to realize these are things that we go through and I feel like these are things that we both went through in like different timelines like when we were doing it so I feel like I feel like there must be other people out there like going through the same thing so I feel like it would definitely be helpful because I remember we were leaning into each other for help whenever these things popped up so I mean it'd be great that we share our experience and other people can relate or um, get some tips out of it you know yeah I agree people like have tips about like interviewing and like how to like you know go about that but no one has tips about the in-between process um of after getting an offer and you know having to reject things it is a place of privilege I'll say but um yeah she called me she kept asking me you know what's this next opportunity because you seem so excited about so and so and like this is a great place for you to learn and grow and build and you know be a change maker I am very passionate about economic empowerment for people and you know low-income backgrounds, we don't have access to education, and she had that on her profile, I remember, so I feel like we really connected on that, too, and she brought that up. <laughs> she remembered this, and she brought it up, and she it was, she made it really, really hard to reject her, I will say. It was really tough. And I think the hardest part and was about, like, you know, how do you give them an answer that will be in the, like, most gentle way possible, because it's really not about them as person at all or the company it's just you got to do what's best for your career and um I had to try really really hard to not share what my next role or place will be um that was the toughest part um and I tried really hard not to share you know it's because I have maybe a closer affinity to the mission and vision to this other place which I kind of do because this my current situation is a place I've been looking up to for a very long time. It's products I've used before. Their place was cool too, but I've never used their product before. I didn't really know about them before, but you don't want to say that I make people feel bad. Like it's just a tough place, you know, situation to be. You don't want to be offensive. You don't want to make people feel like you were just 
lying about being excited about their opportunity because I was not I was excited Um, that's the hardest part I was gonna say sorry for interrupt interjecting but that's literally what I was gonna say kind of like when they say like oh I thought you were excited like weren't wasn't this like the company that you said you were excited to work for and it's like when you're going through the interview I wasn't lying when I said I wasn't I was excited for this role and like to be able to be maybe potentially become part of the company like that wasn't a lie it's just that when another opportunity or better fit comes around like you can't say no to that option right and so saying like no to that and like I don't know you don't want to come off as a liar because like you're not lying when you said it but it's like uh it's like how do you balance that right yeah, and when I told you um, the gut feeling about the team that I'm on right now, I can't say that. Like, okay, yeah. so you don't have a good gut feeling about my team. Here. Yeah, like, I can't it's say like, that. You have to say enough to make it clear it's a no. Like, stay professional. Make it clear that it's a no. So much like where it's like, oh, I'm actually gonna go work for this company in this role. Like, you don't want to come off that way, you know. And maybe you also just don't want to share that portion, like, because you don't need to. Um, I personally didn't either. It is hard when they consistently follow up with you. I think for both of us, it wasn't like a, okay, well, thank you for your time. It was like, oh, um, but can we do this? Oh, but like, can we hop on a call? Oh, but you know, and that that makes it even harder because it's like, you already said, but I appreciate them like pushing and like trying, you know, that's maybe their job to do. Um, so maybe they're just doing a great job, but it's it makes it harder on us for sure. Yeah. And like growing is really important to us and also people so when I shared about you know things that I'm looking to grow in that person would just trip oh but like you know you can do anything you want here I'm super supportive (laughs) so it's like they have these countering arguments I guess and like I just cannot share the people part I just don't think that would have been you know appropriate to share like I just have a better gut feeling about the people yeah that's what I mean limit yeah limit the things that you need to share about the next role or why you're not taking the role but it's like enough to make them understand like oh it's a clear no you know yeah I honestly just made it like the answer I just kept repeating um and I think it just worked because I didn't I I shared that I didn't search for this opportunity it went into my inbox on LinkedIn um I just said like well you know at my next place it's a place I've really been looking up to since I was like really young like a little girl um and I'm, I am really excited about the cool things that your team is working on. But to be honest, like, and I shared this in each of my interviews with this place, like, I didn't really know about the technology that you all are building until you hit me up on LinkedIn. Um, I actually shared that in every interview because they kept asking me, like, how did you hear about our technology? Mm. And I was like, to be honest, like, I didn't know about it until you hit me up. But once you hit me up, I was researching on your, like, landing pages. And it seems like a really cool thing everyone, you, guys, you guys are all working on. So I just actually threw that back at, like, well, like, this place I've known since I was a little girl and has been looking up to. This place, equally cool, but it just wasn't a place I had have that kind of you know history with and out of the Mm -hmm. two it really came to product fit Um, that's how I answered the question but I think I was in a lucky situation to be able to share that because you can't use that story everywhere yeah it doesn't apply everywhere yeah I feel like that was a good approach though like you shared enough where it was like okay you they can understand why you had to go with the other option okay yeah, but it's tough. I think this question is actually 
even tougher than like why do you want to leave your oh a hundred percent um and I know you and I both didn't even try to know how much the other option was going to give yeah um, salary wise but yeah. I will say like it's not that salary doesn't matter it is important. I think it does matter for it sure. is it's yeah. like how people live and all but yeah. it's more about like once one option gives you enough to kind of be satisfied that's when it yeah. you can that's when you can look for other things right yeah. like if the salary was like ridiculously low then like it's it's a different story yeah um I agree yeah I agree yeah and also I feel like if it was maybe like for me um an equal experience going through the interview process like maybe I would have had looked for it and honestly if it was like a similar kind of like experience I would have just gone with a higher salary so like yeah salary does matter and um I think you should always I feel like negotiating is just a whole nother thing that you should do also with like new um you know um new jobs and etc but that would also just make our podcast even longer so maybe you could save that for another time but yeah like salary for sure matters and that's you know why are we working at the end of the day we want to get paid right but I think it's um for me like getting the experience out of a job you know I still want to learn and grow and I think for us for us um like when we were going through our experience like we already kind of had our set choice we didn't we already knew in our heart which one we wanted to go to so I think that's why the salary didn't play as much of an impact on us but yeah like I feel like it's so interesting to see different perspectives and how we ended up going through similar situations even though it's like we're you know like it was different timeline and different companies and everything but like we still experience like all the similar things so I'm sure there's someone out there going through the exact same questions problems concerns etc so um hopefully to anyone listening if it was of a help relatable got any tips out of it that's all that we really I agree to all of that and I think this is especially like common for people who are new grads or early in their career Um, to just compare yourself with your peers but like honestly everyone is compared to yeah compared to an extent right yeah I think it's so cliche but it's true like everyone's on a different like timeline different journey and like you know like my friend who loves her current situation you know like what's best for her maybe like she loves it then she stays there right um and like for me I felt like there was still more out there for me to learn there was just something else more out there for me and I went with my heart and that's why I'm here today in my situation like there's no right and wrong and yeah that to not compare yourself and like when I was like when I realized that you know I do want to learn more um a lot of people you know they update their LinkedIn's and people get you know roles while you're still searching so it's like to me it's like be happy for people and until it's your turn you know it will come and to not take everything too too personally and too hard don't get discouraged for sure and like we mentioned like even in the beginning of the podcast like how what timeline is too short what timeline is too long to switch a job like everything is so subjective and everyone's in such different timeline I think it's just do what's best for you um and what your gut says um 
But with that being said, it's never a bad thing to look around and kind of search around to see like, you know, whether that's to make sure you're getting an, a fair salary, a fair pay, which is important. Or maybe you didn't know there was um, other opportunities out there that you were interested in. Or just to see that like, oh, maybe you really are happy at your company, you know, it's not a bad thing to search around. So I just kind of encourage to just see the different options and explore it. But obviously, if you're happy, no, um, that's honestly the best part <laughs> um, and what a lot of people a lot of us are searching for so that's a good place to be at but also just be open and don't judge other people when they're like interviewing or like deciding to not take an offer or deciding to not interview for something or deciding to stay or deciding to you know like everyone's in such different paths I don't think we should one compare ourselves or let or two like make others feel bad about the different choices that they make with their career yeah and I will say people have a ton of opinions so exactly be ready for it, but like, yeah only- don't get persuaded though you know it's like take everything with a grain of salt but at the end of the day your opinions are what matters the most like even for us like we're saying so much but our opinion is just our and just take it to a grain of salt and if you learn something that's great but like at the end of the day like your opinion is what matters the most I agree because yeah, I remember I told you and I told other people and like I got a ton of opinions, but at the end of the day, it's like I'm the one that's gonna have to be here eight hours a day, so I better make what I feel is best for me, um, and that goes to you and everyone else as well, right? Um, so we're just here to offer our experiences, but you do what's best for you. I mean, I'll also add like yeah. Um your opinions is important especially like yeah we're talking a lot about like friend perspective but I know like our parents like Asian parents or like different parents have different opinions on what's important or even generation there's general generation differences right like um, the older generation think like you have to stay you know find one good company stay there for a long time but that's kind of not how at least we're thinking or going about it so yeah when you're getting different opinions it's not even just from your friends it's from like maybe your parents, maybe your bosses or, or like ex-bosses or et cetera, you know? So um, different opinions coming at you. I don't think there's one right answer or opinion, but um, it's good to listen to different opinions to kind of gather what what is the most important to you and make sure like um, you're making the right choice for you. But, you know, at the end of the day, you do what's best for you. And I'm sure in your gut, you know what that is. Yeah, I am sure too. Yes, so that's the end of our season two, episode four. So thank you so much for turning into our Knowledge Post College podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to learn more about us, we have new content every Thursday. So be sure to check out our Instagram, YouTube, and blog, which is also at Knowledge Post College. You can now support Knowledge Post College via anchor payments starting at 99 cents a month. Chat soon next Thursday.